look forward to retirement and avoid the pitfalls. Keep listening for ways to maximize your retirement income. More Than Money with the Popowich Carmelli Advisory Group, CIBC Woodgundy, on News Talk 770. Welcome back. You're here with Dave and Faisal on 770 CHQR and More Than Money and Faisal. You know, parents often, uh, we see these days, help kids uh, early on, and that often means uh, they're providing some form of financial help for a deposit on, a, say, a down payment on a house. Correct. Why not open up the RSPs? Let them, let them drain their RSPs to help the kids buy a house. <laughs> well, if you phrase the question that way, Dave. But, huh? the, but I think the, the right now we do have the home buyers plan. Yeah. Which allows first-time home buyers to withdraw twenty-five thousand dollars from their RSP account to right. to purchase or build a home. So it's already out there, right? But they want to make some changes. This is the Canadian Real Estate Association is lobbying for them to for parents to dip in their RSPs. Yeah, that's right. So uh, let's explore that uh, very dramatic question that I asked about <laughs> draining the entire thing. Uh, we've got Josh Gordon joining us today as a guest, as assistant professor at Simon Fraser University's School of Public Policy. Josh, welcome to the show. Hi, nice to be on. All right, man. Questions to you. Why not open it up? Let parents drain their RSPs and help the kids buy a house. Uh, well, it's a it's a very bad idea. Um, <laughs> I mean, the the, the official uh, justification for the policy is that it's going to help, uh, kind of, with housing affordability for young people to help them get into the market. Um, but the the irony is that it's going to make the problem worse um, because when you uh, essentially allow everybody to do that, then people have more funds and uh, they're able to bid up prices because uh, in the short run, uh, supply is sticky. So essentially, you're just going to be giving a gift uh, to people who are selling, not to the buyers. Um, And what it will do ultimately is it'll encourage people in Canada to go further into debt. And uh, in Canada, we already have some of the highest private debt uh, rates in the Western world, the highest in the G7, I believe. Um, they're, they're extremely high by historic standards, and this is going to come back to bite us. Uh, the question is, is just when. So uh, this would be encouraging Canadians to kind of add leverage onto leverage, and I think that's a remarkably dumb idea. So, Josh, maybe, maybe we can back it up just a, sec- a second. I was yeah, just sure. trying to get everybody's attention, but maybe just uh, define for us or give us a sense of the framework of what the Canadian Real Estate Association is actually lobbying for in terms of change. Sure. Well, they're uh, hoping to uh, have... Uh, uh, parents be able to um, dip into their retirement funds, uh, their RSPs, to the tune of about 25000 uh, I believe. And then they're also uh, wanting the home buyers program uh, where uh, young Canadians can, can go into their retirement savings, their RSPs, um, to be bumped up from 25000 to 35000 all right, and so the, the you know the question, Faisal, we got to ask it, it, it. This is 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 this in the best interests of Canadian consumers, or is this in the best interests of the Canadian Real Estate Association's members? Well, uh, both. If you want to take it from, I would assume the Real Estate uh, Association's perspective that there are many Canadians, especially young Canadians who want to get into a house but can't because of pricing has gone up. Mm-hmm. They do need access to, to some capital or some, some, a down payment. The parents are already lending them or giving them money. About 20, in many cases, yeah. About 20% or yeah. so are, are doing that. Um, if that's the case, why can't these parents use their RSPs? So I, I understand that, that perspective. The problem mm-hmm. is that when you ripple it through and you keep on using RSPs 
for anything but retirement, right? <laughs> for either education or for for using for a purchase of a home or using for a purchase of your child's home or whatever it may be, you start to dwindle the future. And when you dwindle the future, then the the shift of cost to to maintain standard of living amongst the people shift to the next generation, anyways. Yeah, well, I think you got to go back. You're right. You, you ask yourself the question: Why do uh, registered retirement savings plans exist? They're for savings for your retirement. Yeah, and it was because we wanted to encourage the the, the notion that every Canadian should own their own home or have a right to pay for for education post secondary. Well, that's a different situation, but they're 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 pushing towards that, and so that's where they were able to use their RSP savings. Uh, unfortunately, not everybody has a lot in RSP savings in this country. And, and even if they do have the, the capability to do so, you're just allowing more of a rippling effect for today, which, which, you know, which uh, Josh was talking about when it comes to the price in real estate, but also for the future. And that's my concern. Again, now I'm biased because I'm, I manage people's money in their retirement for, for a living. So I, I don't want to see that going down because of real estate. And- well, the question we often ask people is, is, will you sacrifice quality of life today, okay, your quality of life or perhaps standard of living for your children? Right, and that's that's often a legacy bucket question that we're asking, but this is effectively the same thing. Are you going to take capital away from your savings for retirement uh, to give to the kids, and would you do that if you knew that it was going to decrease the quality of your life? And everybody answers something different. Yeah, and right? people no don't right understand that though. I'll right. tell you, Dave, when you when you when people are making that decision for a home buyer's plan, yeah, they are not calculating the impact of the future. Right. Generally speaking, they're looking at the need for today, right. and the need for today is I need a down payment for a home, either mine or my child, and they don't, they don't have that conversation. They don't know the impact of what it could be like in the future, and I think that could be one step that you need to kind of go through that process and say, will this impact my future? Because if it does, because if you've got too much in RSPs, right. that's a different conversation. That's, that's right. But if you don't have enough in your right. savings for retirement, right. that you can't take care of yourself, right. and the and the priority of your family is to take care of a person buying a home in a market that's been overinflated for them, that's then you're at your own peril. Where, what 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 does society have to do with that? So, Josh, has has anybody brought up the fact that maybe um, instead of um, pushing it on from the real estate side or from individuals who are asking for this type of of program, that there should be some um, ramifications for people who make these choices that are not uh, in their best interest. So if, if I decide to to use my RSPs for my daughter's um, um, down payment and it messes up my retirement, should the government say you opted in that program? You're on your own, or or, or do we still have that? Or, or do we have that view that we could do that? Uh, that's a good question. I, I I don't know. I haven't uh, thought too much about that angle. I mean, the main the main issue for me here is that. There's this idea on the part of the real estate industry that you want to try to get as many people into the real estate market as possible because the real estate market is a great bet that can never go wrong. Mm. And, you know, this was the approach in a way in the United States where, you know, everything was seen to be hunky-dory in the housing market, so we don't even have to check incomes and so on. And the, the problem is that you then get a bunch of people who probably shouldn't have bought into the market and uh, that means that as soon as you have a bit of a recession and people lose their jobs or things like that, or interest rates go up, then all of a sudden you're going to have a big problem. And so, you know, this idea that you should always be encouraging people to do this and you should be encouraging people to drain their retirement funds to do this, I don't think is a good idea in general. Yeah, I, I think um, I think Josh, you make a good point. There's a couple of angles. Um, there's a couple of angles to approach this from. 
Um, mm -hmm. In theory, maybe having that additional flexibility sounds like a good idea, right? But to your point, Faisal, and Josh, to your point as well, I think we've got to work backwards from the, the objective. You've got to ask some of those questions up front, not just about today, but what the impact is uh, over the longer term if you're going to be withdrawing retirement savings for a home purchase today. And I would love to hear what the government's viewpoint is on this, because what they've said to business owners is, You've kept too much money in your company, and right. if you're not going to use it, you're going to get taxed on passive income. Right. What about people who've, who've given money to their, for their real estate? They didn't pay tax on it until they have to pay it back. So why not pay tax right up front? Oh, like, thanks. You had to right? go there, didn't you? Well, it's just an argument, right? That's all. <laughs> we have to look at every angle, don't we? We do. And it's, it's, it's often way more complicated than just the headline. And Josh, we have to leave it there. I want to thank you very much for joining us today. Not a problem. Thanks for having me on. All right, we've been joined by Josh Gordon, assistant professor at Simon Fraser, Simon Fraser University's School of Public Policy. Uh, before we sign off on this segment, my friend, we do have an upcoming seminar, and it really it talks about this, right? It talks about bulletproofing your retirement so that you have a framework in order to make decisions, whether it's, you know, should I pull RSP money out yeah. to fund a house, or do I give them, do I, you know, do I gift in my lifetime to yeah, my kids? And, and this, this decision is not coming from you and me. This is a, you have more information to make a better decision right. on what you want to do. And we're going to discuss all the four buckets and the pitfalls and the benefits of them on Tuesday, January 23rd, 7 p.m. at the Crowfoot Co-op Wine and Spirits. Now you need to reserve your seat, so give us a call, 966-8400, 966-8400, or go to our website to register at morethanmoneyradio.com. David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli are portfolio managers and investment advisors with CIBC Woodgundy in Calgary. The views of David Popovich and Faisal Carmelli do not necessarily reflect those of CIBC World Markets, Inc. Clients are advised to seek advice regarding their particular circumstances from their personal tax and legal advisors. If you are currently a CIBC Woodgundy client, please contact your investment advisor. CIBC Woodgundy is a division of CIBC World Markets, Inc., a subsidiary of CIBC and a member of the Canadian Investor Protection Fund and Investment Industry Regulatory Organization of Canada.